The Church Sound Podcast is brought to you by Invisible Media Training. If you want to empower your tech staff, we have courses that teach churches the technical tools for ministry. Hit them at InvisibleMediaTraining.com. It's time to empower and grow. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Part of the Repurpose Network. Where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson. And what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. And you know... This is episode number 112. Did you believe that? 112 episodes of the Church Sound Podcast. And we have a special show on deck for you today. You know, before we get started, I'd like you to do a few things for me. Like, subscribe, review, share. You know, sharing, sharing is caring. Sharing, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So make sure you share this with someone that you love and someone that you know that could be most impacted by this information. You know, before we get into the show, we got a special show. We have a great manufacturer on deck. And and the quote I'm going to give you kind of goes along with the narrative of what we're going to be talking about today. It was a great movie in 1967 called Cool Hand Luke. And there was a quote in this movie that said, what we have here... Is a failure to communicate. Now, I don't know about you. God made us with two ears and one mouth. I would say it is very important for us to be able to use them. You know, have you ever left the house or walk, can't find your phone? And what do you say? Can someone call my phone? Can someone call my phone? Because you need to communicate. Right? Communication is the key element for success for any live event. That includes church. That includes Broadway. That includes theater. That includes film sets. That includes what I want to talk about is imparting and exchanging information, the means of sending and receiving information. So let's talk church with pliant technologies. And I have some great guests. I have Gary Rosen, who's the vice president of Global Sales, and Matthew Lott who is the Northeast Regional Sales Manager at Client Technologies. Gentlemen, how are you? And welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Thanks, Curtis. Great to be here with you. I hope that wasn't too lengthy. You know, I, 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 I like to bring people into the moment. Into <laughs> the moment. That's that's a good smooth transition. <laughs> great great to be here though. Thank you. And I'm so glad you guys um decided to join us. I'm I'm very excited to talk about this element of intercom, which is so so important in so many realms when you're dealing with live events. So before we get into that, I have a I have a couple of questions for each of you. I have one question for each of you both. How did you get into this crazy in my business <laughs> well you know it's a, i'll i'll uh, i'll lead off um it is an interesting history how we all wind up doing what we do and uh, the road to to here um 
I uh, began back when I was in high school, a very long time ago in the dark ages, um, actually building and working recording studios in the East Coast in, in uh, New Jersey. And I spent a lot of years there. Uh, eventually moved into uh, working and uh, was a national sales manager for Sony when uh, the professional audio division was selling things like quarter of a million dollar tape recorders and million dollar Oxford consoles and wow. uh, developing and training CD mastering when it started. So a lot of early breaking technologies, a lot of fun. Wow. And, uh, you know, that eventually uh, segued as the studio business changed. Um, I wound up uh, getting an offer from the company that we're with, uh, the parent for client called Coachcom. And I went, oh, so it could be an interesting challenge. New technology, new things, and a bit of fun. Wow. How about you, Matt? Um, <clears throat> kind of a similar story, I would say. Um, but I, I started out, you know, high school and college. Um, that was more of the uh, the live performance end of things for me. Uh, and that transitioned into, um, you know, working with recording studios. And, you know, that's kind of what I spent my time doing in college as well. And uh, I spent probably the last nine years, I would say, um, also working for a professional audio company called Asden Microphones. Um, and then within the last year, a uh, client was looking for uh, somebody to help flesh out their team. And they reached out to me. And here I am. Hocus Pocus Alakazam. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the history? You mentioned Coachcom as the parent company. So what's the history of, of client technologies? Great, great question. Um, Coachcom has actually been around for over 30 years and uh, that's our parent company. It is um, called Coachcom because our primary business had been for many years, college football and uh, professional football. And we supply the majority of the communications for the college teams from uh, college going down to high school. So on any given Saturday, you're liable to turn on a television set, probably see some college level football. You'll see all of those coaches with the headset on. And for the majority of the teams in the U.S., we supply all of that gear. And it's a it's a pretty demanding business. It's a very high pressure area. And so uh, that was the core of our technology. And when I joined the company about 15 years ago, we had begun to develop a new product at the time called Tempest. That was a very leading edge product when we were introduced it a long time ago. And that product uh, would lend itself towards broadcasting production. And so they uh, asked me to come on board to run that side of the business. So they're parallel technologies, but I handle the technology for broadcasting, production, live sound, and anything that is not sports related. So, um, so about five, six years ago, as we developed our current product line, the Crucom product line for the high end, um, we decided that we would um, handle our own distribution. We did have a distribution partner prior, prior to that. And then um, we needed to develop a new name. And uh, because if I walked into a television station, the name Coachcom didn't really sit well. <laughs> they didn't know why I was there. So, um, so the owner of the company, Peter Amos, uh, actually came up with an implant, which means flexible. And uh, we are we are flexible. And uh, that's pretty much how we got here. We've been running as a client for about six years now. And uh, we produce very high quality products that's used 
for almost every kind of an event you can imagine. Everything from nuclear power outages to the Super Bowl with the television crews. Uh, it was just last week on MLB, um, the, the, uh, the all-star games, um, the, all of the playoff games. So in sports, we handle the broadcast side, but we also do a tremendous amount of business in production. And we do a very large business in the church market. We have some great products that are geared directly towards the type of needs that your listeners have. Great. Great. So Matt, can you explain the, you know, the wireless intercom space, you know, cause we all know that intercom is not for the audience. Intercom is for what you see on stage. It's the communication aspect of it. So can you explain the wireless aspect in, in this intercom space that we're talking about? Yeah, that would probably be better suited for Gary. Um, he's got a little bit more history with the, uh, the wireless space than I do. Okay. So, but, um, so, you know, as we, as we look at application, because it's all about application, everybody needs something different. Um, for many years, the kind of standard for intercom was a little wired box with a headset and a long mic cable running all over the place. Uh, it was pretty limiting. And then, oh, you know, 20, 25 years ago, uh, they began developing wireless intercom. It was fairly expensive and required a lot of technical expertise. And over the years, technologies improved, and we're really one of the leading companies who began to bring products to the marketplace that didn't require a facility to have an RF expert or to have an intercom engineer. And so as we were able to do that over the last few years, um, technology has improved in two ways. Uh, one is it's gotten even easier for us to provide good functionality, but most importantly, the density of users, the number of people that can be on a system has been able to be increased exponentially. And that's a key because if you have a number of people on a production and only two or three really can communicate comfortably and wirelessly, um, that's a problem. And being able to have now dozens of people on, on a regular basis is a, is a great thing. So let me ask you, let me just dive in a little deeper with the FCC making these changes inside of this frequency, <laughs> which is every time, every year I'm like, no, when 700 left, I was like, okay. When 600 left, I was like, what is going on? How have you guys <laughs> navigated? Cause you know, it's, you know, when you, when I go to churches and, and I get calls, it's like, Oh, my wireless system isn't working anymore. Or this is not working anymore. And I checked the frequency band. I'm like, you need a whole new system. So frequency relates to intercom. It relates to in-ears. It relates to everything. How have you guys navigated this? You know, honestly, Prentice, it's a fairly dramatic challenge because it isn't just navigating the FCC, but you have the economies of the companies that need those frequencies. Mm. So as an entire industry, if you take every company and every wireless intercom ever made, um, you are completely dwarfed by one cell phone company or, or one cell phone manufacturer. Right. So we not only have to deal with the rules that are being set for many of those companies, but we also have to use the chipsets that are available. Uh, we're not an Apple selling you know millions of phones a day. 
we have to go and use available technology. So it takes a lot of creative thinking on how to take the technologies that are available and make it practical, usable, simple. Um, we have some good engineers and some good practice, and we've been doing this for a while. And we have, um, without boring you with a lot of technical details, but our systems are all digital. They run in a frequency that doesn't require licensing. It's uh, We use bands uh, in the upper 900 band that really does a great job, good uh, good coverage, what we call propagation. The RF signal is good. Um, and a lot of engineering techniques that are layered on top to make a reliable product. Uh, it's a challenge and uh, it's RF, so it's invisible. We always have to be looking out for other things that are interfering, but for the most part, we have a pretty rock solid system. You know, there's probably a lot of churches out there that think, you know, well, I got a walkie talkie. I got a walkie talkie and uh Deacon Jones got a, got a, got a thing in the back trunk and uh we're going to pull that out. It's going to work. Now, how would you compare <laughs> wireless intercom to a walkie talkie? Cause I, I hear this all the time. And, and that's, that is a great question. For people who are currently using intercoms, sometimes they don't even realize they have a problem that we can solve. Mm. But um, you know, for 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 walkie-talkies, it's it's so different than an intercom. Walkie-talkie or a two-way radio is really not two-way. It's really a broadcast. One person speaks, and everybody listens. Two people cannot speak at the same time. It's not conversational. And it doesn't lend itself for many ways to do what you and I are doing right now and what Matt is doing. We are able to just have a conversation as if we're sitting in the same room. What Intercom allows is that team environment, that completely open conversation where at any point somebody can jump in and either say, hey, you know, you got to move the microphone to the left a little bit, or we have a problem, somebody just, just got hurt. Things like that don't lend themselves to, um, to to the use of two-way radios or walkie-talkies. Those are really made for distance. So if you need to speak to somebody out in the parking lot or even across town, that's applicable. But this is a really different kind of uh, conversational tool that allows everybody to be on an equal footing and also hands-free without having to touch anything. Great, great. So with that being said... Let's go through the product line, um, and let's start with the um, the CrewCom. Yeah, Princess. So basically, you know, with our product line, we we kind of spread that out across two ranges essentially, um, which is our CrewCom line, and then what we call our MicroCom line. Um, and CrewCom, that's really our flagship system. Uh, that was actually the the first product that we developed under the Pliant branding. Um, it's a very scalable system. Uh, but it can also be a very simplistic system. Uh, you can set this up and have, you know, three, four, five, six users, um, you know, have it be, you know, very user-friendly, you know, kind of a smaller space. And you can go all the way up to a system that has uh, hundreds of users. Uh, we actually have a major broadcaster in the city who's got a almost 400-pack system uh, deployed across multiple floors of their building. Um, and all that's all synced together to uh, work seamlessly within the same RF space. Um, but really the CrewCom that kind of allows for maximum flexibility and, um, 
I guess for lack of a better phrase, roaming capabilities, uh, kind of similar to like how a cell phone works, like TDMA uh, technology. Um, so really, you know, you can be able to go room to room or area to area, depending on the space, um, wirelessly and still get really solid coverage. Um, as far as like hardware, it's just a, a you know, a simple rack mount unit. Um, we have, uh, transceivers, we have hubs, and then of course the, uh, the belt packs and headsets for the users. Um, we do offer those in either a two channel or four channel configuration for the packs, but really we call them two volume and four volume. Uh, and the reason for that is that within the system, you can create up to 64 conferences or what we also call party lines. Um, and then also with that, uh, you can create basically user profiles, which you can make for specific departments um, within a venue, or you can do it for specific individuals and then assign those two packs. Uh, but that system's really meant for you know the larger arenas, um, larger sporting venues, uh, broadcast applications, uh, and of course you know now uh, we're seeing you know quite a few uh, mega churches and really large uh, houses of worship. So that's really the the best system for those types of applications. Great, great. So for a say small to medium sized church, um, what would you suggest is for, in your product line that would basically fit them? So that would actually probably be our next two products down. Um, so we have another series or product in the CrewCom series called the CB2. Um, so that's actually the exact same wireless technology as the CrewCom system, but just basically on a smaller scale. Um, so essentially, that's kind of like an out-of-the-box rack unit, uh, but the RF technology is actually cre um, contained in the rack unit. Um, so that's still going to allow for connectivity to outside audio sources and like two or four wire systems that might already be in a house of worship. Uh, but depending on the needs, that system can be fit configured for, let's say, up to six users, uh, even uh, scaling up to 16 users. Uh, on a single system. So that's really convenient for like the small to medium sized venues. Um, that's still also a, a two channel system. Uh, and that can actually work in the same physical and RF space as our CrewCom series. Um, so if somebody was to show up with a CB2 and it was a rental and they're using that and the same venue that we have a CrewCom that's, uh, you know, with a hard install, uh, they can actually play nicely in the same venue. So, so uh, the CB2 would be a great, great candidate for that. So, uh, and stepping actually stepping down from there in our Microcom series, uh, the Microcom XR, that's actually quickly becoming one of our most popular products, um, especially for the small to medium sized venues. Um, that's a great system, very small packs that can kind of easily fit in a shirt pocket or pants pocket. Uh, also a two channel system that can be up to 10 users. Uh, we have a couple different operating modes that that system can work on. Uh, and we do have a small listen-only pack that works with that system as well. So you can still scale it. Um, it's still a very you know basic system, uh, but we still allow for, with some accessories, connectivity to um, uh, four-wire as well. So, so I would say, yeah. So the CB2 and the Microcom uh, XR are probably the two most for the small to medium, I would say. So does the Micro have the, have the rack mount unit or it doesn't? No, actually, so the Microcom XR system, that's really just a, a very simple pack-to-pack -pack topology. So there's no rack mount unit. Mm -hmm. It's just literally all the packs. But you can set one to essentially act as a base station, uh, what we call a master pack. And okay. then basically all the data and the audio passes through that single master. 
So how is the, how is the data saved? Is it saved internally on on just on one unit and then transferred to the other ones? Um, well, the way that it works essentially is that um, on on Microcom, one of them one of the portable units does act like the master, like as as if it were a base station. They all talk through Got it. it. So that particular pack, generally, you'd want to leave that in the workspace, <clears throat> right? You don't want somebody walking away and using a restroom and not being able to communicate. But I have to say that um, we sell hundreds of these packs, and it's probably for the small and modest size uh, uh, church, probably the most uh, uh, successful product in there. Great, great. So let's take a break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back with Pliant Technologies. Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package with the Tascam Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice at the tips of your fingers? The ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a Tascam Mixcast 4 because the goal is to reach more people with your message. Yes, yes. Welcome back. Client Technologies in the building. And, um, you know, we talked about frequency. We talked about the product. We talked about the different um, nuances of it. How does Pliant handle the range? You know, that's very important. Because um, I, I, in your description, Matt, you say you can go from floor to floor and have all sorts of range going through concrete. Like, how does how do you, how do you guys handle that? Well, you know, range uh, with wireless product has several different factors to it. Um, when you're outside in an open field, you know, out in the Midwest in a cornfield with no RF around, distance is a lot different than if you're in the middle of New York City and you're trying to fight every television station and um, emergency responder in the area with more RF that uh, you know lights up the sky at night. So we look at each application, what somebody's looking to try to do. Um, for, the, for the larger system, the CRUCOM, that's something that offers uh, seamless roaming, very much like a cell, cell phone. When you're driving down the road, your shuttle is constantly changing from antenna to antenna, but you don't notice it. It's all behind the scenes. We have a very similar architecture that allows us to move within our system into multiple cells. And so we can decide who needs placement where. So in a larger church that might have several buildings, maybe there's dressing rooms or production area, or you could actually have different theaters. Uh, you know, you can put the transceivers in multiple locations. You can decide who goes where and really gives us the range that we need. For the uh, more average, uh, you know, the bulk of the, the, the churches out there, so many thousands of churches, many of them don't really require that. 
And so we don't need to give them that level of, of expense because that's an expensive proposition. And so we provide the CB2 and the CB2 has the same RF module. It's the same radio, same audio quality, but it's a single point of transmission. And that will cover a, a very large house. I mean, it'll cover a couple of thousand seat theater without any problem. So as long as you're not trying to get it to multiple locations, that will cover most of the range that you're going to need. And um, then the microcom has a similar technology and um, can go fairly far. So depending on what you're trying to do and what the application is, we'll take a look at that, what RF obstacles are in there, what other devices are in the area. And we also offer a couple of different frequencies to help us get around issues should there be any. Great, great. Because I noticed in your system you go, you have 2.4 and 900. Like, how is it best utilized when you when we um when we kind of look at the system? Another good question. Um, you know, one of the things you have to do is kind of look again at the application, what else is in the area, and also what's legal. So for North America, we are um, fortunate to have a legal ability to use um, 902 to 928 megahertz. That band is technically in the upper area of the UHF band, as you mentioned earlier, 600, 700 went away. Well, this is a band that's reserved for license-free operation. Now, the trick is that anybody can use it. So we have technologies that allow us to play nice with other devices in that area, should there be any, but it's not a very heavily burdened area. So very often it just works and there's nothing around and nothing to consider but that is just for North America. And we have part of that band available in a few limited countries. We have it in, in uh, New Zealand and, and Australia, but the 2.4 product actually works great in the US and any place in the world. And that product is in the same frequency as 2.4. Um, one of our challenges is to educate people that that's just a frequency space, but how you use it is different. So we're not a Wi-Fi product. We actually are quite compatible with Wi-Fi. And as you can imagine, as Matt said earlier, one of the very big broadcasters with a very, very big building in New York City has hundreds of packs. Obviously, they have a great deal of Wi-Fi in that building too. And they do all work well, but there is a little bit of a stigma only because people don't understand RF and it is, it is challenging. So we have both uh, 2.4 and 900 available in all of the product ranges. So um, when you when you guys went to develop the products from you know Coachcom, obviously we all know that's sports sports based. What were your key points when it came to design? When you guys were just actually thought about said we need to expand and be in different markets? Like what was the, your key points of your your, your design process? Yeah, so actually, as far as the design goes, I mean, a lot of that was also born from the sports side. And really, the one of the biggest things that we kind of tried to focus on, and then we we still kind of pride ourselves on is uh, simplicity and ease of use. Uh, so we really try to make our products as user friendly and, um, you know, field friendly as possible. Um, you know, we always kind of like to use our own adage that's, uh, you know, most of our gear is easy enough to use that your grandma could set it up and be comfortable using it. Um, you know, and that's just from 
you know, from the CrewCom line all the way down to Microcom, uh, being able to set up a system, being able to monitor a system, um, and even just for the actual users, being able to reach down and, you know, uh, go from channel to channel, changing headset volume, going into the menu, uh, being able to do that and seamlessly not having to always look down at the pack, knowing what they're touching, um, you know, the buttons and the knobs being very tactile and, you know, people really being comfortable with uh, what they're doing down there and not having to always look down and take their eyes off of what their actual job is. So I think that's probably the the main thing that we focus on, um, you know, aside from also the the sports end of the business, um, you know, it's it's meant to hold up to coaches uh, slamming things down on the ground when a play doesn't go their way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's uh, it's also pretty rugged and, uh, you know, <clears throat> can handle demanding outdoors uh, environments. So great. Great. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of churches out there that already have a wired intercom system. They have it. It's working. It's kind of working. It's not great. And now we need flexibility. Now we need, we, we don't need our, our operators tethered. We need people to be able to roam and be behind stage and without being tethered to a wire. Can Pliant be integrated into a wired system? Absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. Um, so for our CrewCom and CB2 systems, we do offer connectivity on the back of our rack mount unit for both two-wire and four-wire systems. Uh, and that's a fairly common thing that we see, um, you know, needing that connectivity. Um, the interesting thing, though, is that we are seeing a lot of people moving away from that space uh, in more recent times and not wanting to be tethered. So you're seeing a lot of venues and, and places really getting away from, you know, having users be tethered. Um, it's just kind of the nature of the business now. People need to be more mobile. Um, you know, live events and, and jobs always changing and just people needing to be flexible. Uh, you're seeing a lot of people getting away from that. But, um, you know, there are still plenty of venues that, you know, they they trust it, they rely on it. Um, you know, people that have been using it for years, they're used to it. Um, you know, they might not be comfortable fully switching over to wireless. So, you know, we want to offer that flexibility to be able to, you know, kind of mesh the two systems together and give people that option to, um, you know, use them both as they see fit. So. Great. Great. So does it work friendly with all, every manufacturer or does it need special cabling, special wiring, any, anything along those lines? We're compatible with all major manufacturers on two wire. Uh, there are several different standards. It's a simple selection to choose that. And then four wire, is a kind of a fancy term for just saying plain old analog in and out at line level. Mm -hmm. And that gives you connectivity to other intercom, but almost almost any type of device you'd want to connect to. Great, great, great. It kind of sounds like you guys went from Marbell to the cell phone. It's, it's, it's kind of what it sounds like. Very close to it, <laughs> very close to it. So if, uh, if you were talking to a church and, and they were interested in getting to wireless intercom, like, what advice would you give them? What would your first realm of advice you would, you would give them if they were looking to step into this realm? Well, that's simple. Buy Pliant. Best advice, you know, we have we have a lot of good dealers, and our people, uh, Matt, myself, uh, uh, Mark Rippus, uh, who is our other sales guy, and and our engineers and our product managers are all available to help with the customer to help them figure out what they need for their application. 
we do have a probably the broadest range of product in the industry and we can provide almost anything um, but so much of it is going to depend on your facility so talk to your dealer um, if they're not intercom specialists they're, or they're not sure what questions they're welcome to call us we'll work with them and and design what you need for your place that sounds great gentlemen i just want to thank you for joining i'm pretty sure my listeners are left with a plethora of information um tell us the website and how they can get in contact with you and um what dealers what are your dealers that they can sure so uh, our website is uh www.clienttechnologies.com we have our dealer list on there we have videos we have uh, instructional um one of the things if you're interested one of the larger systems our crew comp system does use a software called crewware you're welcome to download that and play with it it's actually pretty interesting gives you a sense of the uh, of the facilities available for it so uh, lots of stuff on the website our contact information also the main number is 334-321-1160 and you know a few menu choices will get you to sales but we have a chat line we try to be pretty responsive great well gary and matt i want to thank you guys for joining i'm pretty sure our listeners um, enjoyed the conversation enjoyed um, being able to leave a ton of knowledge and go out there go to client technology go to their website um, go check out their videos. Uh, I'll have links in the show notes. You can click right over. And we're going to say like we always say, keep God first in everything you do. And we'll see you next time in the Church Sounds